0: let's finish it yeah 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 Ay, coming in yeah black i just wanna win i just wanna win la bb who we running with yeah two two three three i'm on ten again yeah state your name what, what is <laughs> You want you want to take, you want to take the interest? What
1: is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Closing Pitch. I'm your host David Berkby, and to my right is my co-host Spiker Helms. This is a little role reversal that we're trying today. Uh, how did I do? Did I do okay? You you missed the whole
0: three things that we. <laughs> we oh were yeah, what about. are we about? What are we about? <laughs> oh, crap! I can't like because it's it like, rolls off the tongue. That's why when I when I say it, it just it comes off. I just wanted
1: wanted to keep people on their toes, man.
0: Talking about people, culture, and how to create a a winning winning lifestyle. There you go. Well, good. All right. So today's topic, we're going to be talking about status versus results. Status being, Dave?
1: Status is what this world is about right now, my friend.
0: Results being what we actually are producing and if we are pushing the ball forward so many people are worried about what people my, other think. what, what, people, what think. people think what's my title yep and where am i at in the organization right well
1: i mean you can go so much further what car do i drive where do i live what school do i go to what what friends what group of friends am i in etc i mean it's it's everywhere it's status man
0: it's really easy to get caught in that too because we have groups of friends. We love talking with them and seeing them at barbecues, hanging out, and obviously the age-old question when you first get to know somebody, hey, what do you do? It's the and first if, question. And if you're not able to concisely say it in elevator pitch, they literally lost you and they have no idea what you do. What's the famous
1: question in St. Louis? I know this. All a lot of our listeners are not in St. Louis, but what's the famous question in St. Louis? What high school do you go to? Status question. Do you know why they say that?
0: Because they want to have a label for you. They, they want to know where you grew up. Yeah. They want to know. Because we can tell, if you went to a high school, we could tell exactly, not exactly. I actually think there's a lot of problems. I think it's problem, a stupid question. Well, yeah. A lot of problems yeah. with it. But the thir- first thing that comes into our head is, it's a branding. It's, oh, you go to Lafayette, da, 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 da. Yeah. Oh, you go to CBC, da, yep. da, 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 da. Same. Da. St. Joe, down the line. Status, sure. right? All status driven, which again I understand that because as people we want to know what you are about, and we we always laugh about it because when we were first dating our wives, the first question that they asked was,
1: "What high school did you go to?"
0: Well, and what else? What do you? What do, do you do? What do you do? Yeah. yeah. What do you do? And. God, I what? hated that question. Oh, I, that was I, the worst question. In it the was world. very hard because if I say, "Oh, I do baseball,"
1: it was a real problem for me. It was a real problem. I hated that question so much. Like I'm, you know, I'm around that's people.
0: Like, that's like the answer. When I say baseball, it's like if I say entrepreneur, oh, you're poor.
1: Yeah. Well, and then they'd say, "Okay." So I started saying, "Well, I'm a I'm a general manager of a baseball club." Oh, like the Cardinals. Then I was like, "No, no, no, no!" When because the their expectations it's, went so right, high up here, and you're right, like, "Nah, like, no, nope. no, no!" It's a it's a youth baseball club for eight, you know kids ages five to eighteen in, in St. Louis. And I'm like, "Oh, so you coach?" I'm like, yep. and then I just I just wear it because I got so mad at that point. I was like, "Yeah, no, that's what I do. That's what I do. Just Sh- coach for a living."
0: Shondi still doesn't know how to answer that for people. When she, when they, when they ask her, hey, what does Spiker do? And she's like, oh, she, he does like for a baseball club, and all of them like, really? That's what they, that's what he does.
1: Well, what if I, what if I said this? Well, I'm the general manager, national director of a multi-state uh, club that has well over 2,000 players within it, and we do this and this and this, and I just go into it. Then am I coming off like? well dude I'm Mr. Status
0: exactly so right. it, it, it's 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 very hard to navigate that question for us right and I actually started preferring that response of I'm a director for um, a baseball organization right and then if they start going down that path, then I start talking, sure. oh, I do digital yeah, this, media, this, this. I do this. And they're like, oh, wow, there's actually a lot to it. Sure. Yeah, there's a lot to it. it it's a it's a normal operating business. We provide a service and we, we try Pretty to- Pretty cool small business. Yeah, it's a really cool small business. Yeah. I think where people get hung up is it's the fool's way out of the short-term thinking, which is I got to have that status. I, wanna, I want them to know who I am and- in a matter of immediately three two to three words. Immediately, and that that was the the big thing. If if anybody, everyone asks me when they first meet me, is yes the whole high school thing, but is Spiker really your your name? I get that all the time, constantly. It got to a point in high school where I would just start making up stories. Because girls I was dating, like, they they would ask me, like, oh, how did you get that name? And i just come up with this crazy-ass story about, well, my dad was a part of the militia in the <laughs> Brazilian jungle. And he ended up fighting this huge war, this battle, and it was on top of this hill. And the guy that he, he saved, he was on a spike. And he ended up saving him, putting him on his back, and, and running him through. And he asked him, hey, what's your name? And he's like, oh, my name's John. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Well, I la- I saved you from a spike. And then that's where he- that's where the name comes from cuz he it was this big moment. Please sh- tell me moment- that story
1: is <laughs> true. Please say you couldn't have made that up right there. You're not that good.
0: War war painting everything. Wow. <laughs> but anyways, the re- the reason that my parents called me Spiker is when they were when they were married and they they had me late. So all their friends had kids they had mm-hmm. him had him early yeah so they'd go to these dinner parties and they'd have fun and all this and then obviously the newborn is out on the table and everyone's like oh blah, blah, blah. like oh what's his name and everyone would say because josh was a big name not no no gripe against the guys that are named josh it was just mm-hmm. the name of that time yeah every single parent would do this oh his name is josh Ooh, uh <laughs> or if it was michael Oh, his name is Michael. Like, say it very, yeah. very eloquently. Yeah. Overpronunciate it or yeah. overenunciate it. Yeah. To make it more of a status thing, sure. right? Which, again,
1: no problem. My, with it. I, I have
0: Michael in my middle name. Yeah. I'm totally for Michaels. Josh's, I have a lot of Josh's in my life. Great friends. Yeah. Love the name. Yeah. Right. But just giving you an example. They named me Spiker because they wanted to go against that status quo, they didn't want to have that status symbol. Behind them. It was more of a snub to their friends than anything else. Sure. And they thought the name wasn't going to stick. Yeah. They, and on my birth certificate, when I was born, it was Dennis Michael Helms, the second, which is after my dad. Mm-hmm. But they never called me that. Never, ever in my entire life. So I go, I go through my whole life, all the way up to fifth grade. And my teacher says, Dennis, and I have no idea that she's talking to me because I'm, like, totally in, into the books. And finally, one of my friends, because I transferred schools at that point, one of my friends kicks me on the side, and she goes, hey, Spiker, she wants you. Because she knew, she knew my name. And I was like, what? It's like, isn't your name Dennis? like, no, it's Spiker. That's my dad's name. I'm like, no, it says on my sheet that it's Dennis. And I was like, what are you talking about? Well, I know my name. I know I know my name, lady. <laughs> like, lady, I've, I've had this name all the way up until right. this point right now. And... It hit me. I asked my parents, like, hey, why does she keep on calling me Dennis? And like, oh, she called you that? I was like, yeah, and she won't call me Spiker. She literally will not call me Spiker because on her list it says Dennis. Right. And they're like, oh, we have something to tell you. Literally, my whole life completely got shattered right there. And like, your, your real name is Dennis Helms II. It's on the birth certificate and the school Takes it and then it puts on the sheet, so it actually says Dennis Helms the second. I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" This whole time, my name was not Spiker, but the reason they said that is because during dinner parties they'd ask her, ask my mom, "Hey, what's his name?" She'd go, "Like carrying him," and anyone that's listening, I'm actually pantomiming mm-hmm. this. His name's Spiker, and they would love the reaction because every reaction could tell. Whether that person was more status driven, mm-hmm. more short term, mm-hmm. or they really cared about them. Yeah. Or long term. I'm really here for the relationship. Yeah. I really want to know who you are. That's awesome. I love it. Great job. I'm all in. And they, they literally could weed out their friends right away wow. by just that name. And it actually served me a lot of purpose through my life because yeah. I have the same reactions. If I have someone and I introduce myself and I say my name's Spiker, obviously I'm going to get a weird reaction. But it's the reaction after that that I'm looking for. Sure. Where, mm, I like you, but I don't know if this is really going to be working I can't
1: here. be friends with a Spiker. Yeah, exactly, right? right?
0: And I've actually had people that, that have done that. Right. Really? It, right. It's, it's actually happened. So anyways- the teacher ended up having to call me Spiker because we ended up changing the name okay. with we we the lawyers and actually changed it. So she actually had to call me Spiker Love throughout it. the whole year. Love it. It was awesome. So, anyways, if you, anyone's wondering, my full name is Spiker Dennis Michael Helms. That's that's my full name right now. The second. The second. No, well, not that, the second. <laughs> but anyways, the whole story of this yep. is driven around status, and we see it a lot in our industry. Because players want to have the, quote unquote, top team, and we always we always joke around around the around the conversations is that because if anyone has listened to these podcasts all the way through, you can tell that. Really, all we want to do is help people and service them and make sure that they're having a really good experience in the baseball space. We we want to give them the best tools, the best resources, and try to give them the best experience in the summer that we possibly can. Now, do we get that every time? No, because it's really, really hard to do that 100% of the time. Now, back to the conversation, to the whole quote unquote top team we've always joked about you know what let's just call every single team black let's call every single team velo and because the reason that we joke about that is because we want to help people we want to service people because we know that we have the best program for you right bar none well i think there's
1: some weird like negative stereotype to not being on the top team it's like you automatically look down on yourself or that your friends look down on you, or that all of a sudden you're not good enough, or you're not whatever, and that you're not gonna get the same attention, you're not gonna get the same training, or you're not gonna get this or that. Because, I mean, that's that's literally what's out there on it. And I that bugs me to death because I pride myself, you pride yourself, this program prides itself on literally being here for everyone, okay? Everyone, whether they, Jaws says it best, we're here to teach the seven-year-olds who are te- learning to hit off a tee and are loving that experience just as much as teaching that six-foot-five left-hander ninety-two is going to an SEC school. It's all the same, okay? The content's different, but the time commitment is the same. It is exactly the same. And that is, and that is from being personally a good human being, okay? Sure, could I give the attention to all the top kids and whatnot? Sure, I could don't want to. I love them just like I love uh, the nine-year-old guy who's in our program. I want to be there to help them. That is a common core belief in this program. That's why I'm here, right? So it really bugs me when everybody has that negative connotation. You know, we make the phone calls every year at, after tryouts. Okay, well, we think John fits on the second team, and here's why. And it's not, it's not to say that John is a bad player or anything like that. It's to say that here's where his skill set is at right now. That's not to say that he isn't the so-called top team guy later. Or it doesn't to say that we're not going to give him the same resources or the same time or the same whatever. And it, it's, it drives me nuts, Spiker. And
0: if anyone's wondering how we actually structure our program, it's a depth chart, it's just like the minor league system. I mean, do you think a guy in single-A ball, when someone asks him, like, hey, who are you? Uh, they, what, play,
1: they say I play for the Cardinals. They, they don't the, say I play for the single-A, you know, Johnson no, City Cardinals.
0: they never say that, ever. It's always, I play for the Cardinals. Because the, you are, you are part of the Cardinals organization. You have an opportunity to climb the ranks because you are right now at the depth chart. You are not better than the other shortstop right now, but doesn't mean that you're never going to get
1: there. What if you What if you have a job where you got this job at Nike, but you're in an entry level position? Do you do you introduce yourself when someone says, "Well, what do you do?" I, I'm Brad, and I'm an entry level assistant at Nike. What do you think they say? Hey, I'm Brad, and I work for
0: Nike. How do you think they say it? it that's exactly it, and. Player players, I, I mean I, I get it because you have those tough conversations at the lunch table, they're like, Oh, you play for the Rawlings Tigers, what team are you on? And they end up saying, uh, I'm on Velo or I'm on Quattro, I'm on fifty one fifty. Instead of saying uh, Rawlings Tigers, I just gave you the answer. Yeah. I play for the Tigers. I play man. for the Tigers. I play for that program and that's it, gonna and help me. And then if, if if it comes down to where they actually ask you, hey, are you part of first team, second team, third team? It's like none of your business, man. I'm part of the Tigers. Yeah. Don't worry about it. We'll kick, we'll kick yeah. your butt.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that, that's the same thing from a coach's standpoint, too. I really do think that. Well, I, I got hold on Before we yeah, get on go this, ahead, Go ahead.
0: Because the whole point of this is because they're trying to label you. The other person is trying to get to understand yeah. who you are. Don't give in to that because then they're going to put a label on you. And that comes back to effective communication. Understanding you're not lying to them. You're telling them the truth. But And, and you're, you're trying to say, I am part of this organization. This is who I am. I'm proud to be a Tiger. That's or I'm well, proud to be a part of Nike.
1: There's your keyword, proud. You should be proud. When you're making that decision, you're becoming a part of something, you're going to put a ton of time into it, so you better make a right decision. But when you do, you better
0: trust it, and you better be proud of that. And this goes with any organization. You could be a part of any baseball organization, soccer, football, cheerleading, volleyball.
1: You know what's the craziest thing in the world? I've had this conversation with a ton of parents, and I, you, maybe you can attest to this, but I've had conversations maybe in the Tiger Center or whatnot, where all of a sudden I introduced, maybe I don't know this parent right off the bat, first year to the program, et cetera. Hi, I'm David Burpee, and you know who's your son? Oh, I'm, you know, I'm Mark Smith, and uh, you know my my son's on the the third team, and that's how they say it. I'm like, oh, well, we're excited to have him. No, that's great, excited and then all of a sudden we have a 5 or 6 minute conversation. I've literally said, "Well, I, I can't believe you'd spend that time and talk to me like this." I'm like, "What do you what do you think of yourself?"
0: Well, I'm what, thinking like, "What are we doing? You're not the rejects. We accepted
1: like, you. We want you." Well, "What do you what are we doing? You're part of the program." Yeah. Like literally anything you need. Please, let's let's do it. Let's get it done. I don't I don't I, that, that mindset never really works with me because I don't I see it with players too. It's the same thing. You see you see in training over there, you see a lot of the Velo players puff their chest out and walk around like this, and that's fine, whatever. And then you see a lot of the other guys just trying to fit in. I'm like, why? Do what what does it say on our chest, fellas? Tigers. Tigers. It doesn't say mock tigers. It doesn't say velo tigers. It says tigers. You're part of the tigers program. We're here to work. We're
0: we're one. We're here to get after it. We're here to get better. We're here to give you the resources. And then you're gonna go out and play, and you gotta represent yourself. You gotta go, you gotta show everybody who you are and and what you really have to bring to the table. Now again, does that mean that you don't go to college? I mean, frankly, honestly, I could care less if you end up wanting to go play college. It's great. I love it. But what I'm here is to have that long-term relationship. If I want to see you get successful, whether that is you get extremely interested in baseball, great, because you're in your growing pattern. You're still trying to figure out who you are. Is it you going to get a baseball scholarship, play professional baseball, or even you figuring out, hey, I really like doing this other thing. Go for it. I'm all in on it. Yeah. Let's figure it out. Well, it's helping you get down that
1: path. Because but, we're going to give you the tools so to help you with le- that. Let's talk on that path because I think what we're saying is is coming from, you know, me. I'm 33, you're 31, right? 31. 30. Yeah, one. Okay. And we're at a different point in our lives than maybe a seventh grade kid or, or an eighth grade kid who's coming to a program and talking about, you know, et cetera, and talking with his friends. Because we got to understand, kids are a little vicious or- They'll, they'll know exactly where your weaknesses are, and then they're going to go right after them. they try em. to exploit it, man. They will go right they after them. So try to
0: exploit it. you got to understand it.
1: So the toughest thing, I think, is for a player at that age to to understand that it's a program decision over, over a team decision in that matter, and to find a coach that's going to be, I don't, you know, whatever coach, whatever level they play at, whether that's that major level team or that triple-A level team or that double-A level team or a rec team, whatever it may be, finding the situation that is right for you from a coaching perspective, from a player perspective, from a development perspective that's going to be a great fit, has a great um, – culture to it that's going to grow you as a player and as a man now i don't know many high school players or youth players that can make that decision on their own that's where they have to have that you know at home help from the from uh, parents who are going to help lay out those reasonings and what we're looking for right but that's that's tough man like that's dude
0: that's not easy you having the top team status doesn't mean that you've just moved up in the world or you've moved up to closer to being seen by a college scout or a professional scout. That that does not mean that.
1: No, because well, I think a lot of people. I, I think a lot of people attest top teens status to that. Though, I think that's. The, I think that's a fault. Mm-hmm. I think they automatically attest that all my kids on the 16U Velo Tigers and they play in these tournaments and that because they play in these tournaments, he's just about, honestly, he's guaranteed a scholarship. It's going to happen. It's just, you know, it's that's how it goes, right? Because you look at the guys who've done it before, well, that's fine. And that's
0: totally false because, I mean, you could go back to all of the players throughout, throughout the years – there's been guys that have gotten scholarships on Velo. There's been guys that have gotten scholarships on Quattro. And there's been guys on both teams that haven't gotten a scholarship. I'll give you a
1: great example. I'll give you an example of a guy who played for us all four years of his high school experience. His name was Jake Lochner, played at Missouri State, um, Division One level where you played. Jake walked into our program as a five foot nine, skinny, left-handed pitcher slash outfielder who maybe weighed a buck twenty. Okay, at that point in time, Jake's skill set was not labeled as – top team. It was labeled as a second team guy for us, and I think we might have only had two teams, or maybe three, whatever. And I remember having that conversation with Jake and his parents, and, and Jake's from a smaller town in in uh, Missouri, and it was like, great, we're excited to be a part of the program. Now, older brother had been a part of the program before him, but that was the answer. It wasn't a well, why not this, or why not that, or is the program going to be different because he's on quattro or it was orange at that time not black the pro the question was or the answer was great we want to be a part of the program and no matter what through jake's entire process you know what he worried about him developing getting the information that is necessary to, to build himself mm-hmm. that's all he worried about he never sat in i, I view have used status as where if you're worried about status it's a time uh consum- consumer It's going to consume your time. It's going to consume your thoughts and it's going to make it hard for you to apply that in a positive manner to grow yourself because you're going to constantly be going back to why should I do this? I'm only on mock. why should I do this? I'm only, you know, at whatever high school or I'm only doing this in life. Like so many people talk about it when they're, I know I'm jumping around, but you know, I'm 35 years old and. I'm nowhere in life. I'm I'm not, I'm not doing it. You know, I haven't done it. I'm not, I'm not as successful as Joey. Who's the same, you know, same age as me. Who's doing this and doing that. And is so-called living the American dream, you know, but you don't look at the other side. Well, okay. What can you do
0: now? Shondi has an uncle in Chicago that, um, works for a financial firm. Very highly successful. Um, is on the programming side Make sure that he stops hackers hacking in, and he's he's higher up on that mm-hmm. totem pole. Mm-hmm. What I love about him is that he is not consumed by the whole status thing. Obviously, he likes having nice things, which sure. everyone should, sure. right? I want to have an I want to have nice clothes. I want to yeah. have a nice car that I enjoy driving. Sure. Um, I want to have a nice house. This guy does not care what he drives. Does not care how big his house is. All he cares about is if is his family safe, is he happy. The guy drives a Honda Civic from nine, like
1: 1998. Yeah, it's awesome.
0: He bought a Lexus just because he thought the car was cool. And he doesn't drive it. He drives the Honda <laughs> because he doesn't care what people think about him.
1: That's an amazing attribute.
0: And he lives on a ranch. In Chicago, and he could definitely afford a bigger house than yeah. that. But the reason he likes that ranch is because it's the first house I think he's had in Chicago. And there's a lot of memories there. Yeah, that's awesome. I feel like that is, you're going to be a lot happier as a person going about that route than worrying about what logo's on your car. Sure. Or what logo is across your chest. Because but, again, it goes back to the Division Two, Division One, NAIA, JUCO oh, issue. Gosh! Oh, my son can't play JUCO because he's better than that. Because JUCO is all about bad grades. They're prisoners. They already have kids. It, it's all. It's all the stigma of it, right? Is, the is, school's is not D- as good. Can
1: Can D three baseball even really keep up with this varsity team right now? I don't think so. <laughs> I've heard it's terrible. <laughs> Right. Again, I there's good that. programs right. and there's bad One, programs. You know, That's the Bob. thing.
0: And if anyone's wondering, there's Division Twos out there that could beat Division One, sure, without a doubt. Yeah. There's JUCOs that can stick with Division Twos. Yep. I I can prove it because I was part of that JUCO team right. that went up to Missouri Western and competed with Missouri Western, sure. and there were one-run ball games. Right. It happens. Does it mean that 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 JUCO baseball is bad or good? No, it just means you got to know the program. Well, you got to know the coach. You got to know what the development is.
1: Most and most generally, I think people who are obsessed with status have very bad perspectives on what they're worried about. Yeah, it goes it goes right back to what we've been talking about the last couple episodes. It's it's literally perspective driven. People are worried about status of the Division One, Two, Three, JUCO, NAIA level because they don't have an understanding or perspective of how good all of those levels are. They have no idea. They just assume. They hear what they hear. They 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 you know they listen to conversations, and they're like, yeah, D3 sucks. JUCO's for guys with bad grades who can't get into D1s. And uh, we don't even know what NAIA is. We're not even going to go down that route.
0: I'll tell you right now, if you end up going more status, you are going to put your son or daughter on high alert for student loan debt, and it is going to be miserable for them when they get to their 30s and
1: 40s. Yeah, I'm sure. Without a doubt. Well, and it's, it's, it's constantly finding that grass is always greener on that other side situation too. You know, it's that, okay, I'm upset with this because the status doesn't meet the keeping up with the Joneses right now. And I'm just going to jump ship to whatever is next.
0: That's why I think this time is so interesting because let's put this in perspective. We have a real chance that they're going to be online schooling at majority of the universities. Right. Now, I can understand like Harvard, Yale, Brown, Ivy League schools because I mean, it's just a different education. But if you say, all right, we're going to go to, um, say you're from Missouri and you're like, you know what? I'm going to go all the way to the University of Texas and it's online. Why are we paying that when we're doing online? Right. You have community college right down the street that can do online. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, is it cool that you're going to Texas? Yeah, it's awesome. That's a that's a great thing. But at the end of the day, what, what is that the what is how much debt can you bring down and still get the certificate that still has University of Texas on it? Because that's the only thing that matters, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, experience matters. Sure, but if you're able to get general education out of the way in junior college, and then you're able to go to a four-year university, and then get your advanced courses out of the way, you are so much farther ahead once you get out of college sure. than any other any other timing, like any other person at your age group. This is what I find really interesting. Like Malcolm Gladwell goes down this um, route. Obviously, I mentioned David and Goliath. Mm-hmm. He he talks about apprenticeship. Oh, no, no. Sorry. This is Robert Greeney um, for Mastery. Sorry. Wrong book. I'm doing two books at the same time. He talks about apprenticeship and why apprenticeship is a, a forgotten thing that a lot of people don't do. If you think about it, mm-hmm. me and you did apprenticeships with Aaron yeah, through these, through for these sure. years. For sure. The biggest education that I've ever gotten has been literally putting my hands into the shark infested waters and making sure that I survive. Like he would he would come up and say, "All right, you're going to make a cut call." All right. Here we go. I've never done this before, right. but let's see what happens. Let's roll. Let's roll the dice. Right. Am I going to get yelled at or am I going to have a good conversation? That's the best experience.
1: Yep. So if you're if you're just worried about status, I don't think you I don't think you ever take those conversations. You don't even you don't even get that experience. No. You you know,
0: it's short term thinking. Long term thinking is way better.
1: And I and I look at it this way. You have to have if you're when you're status driven. I also don't think you have a great understanding of who you are. I think you have an understanding of what you think people want you to be. That's where you're coming from in that you think that all oh, people want me to you know people people like people have money people like people who are on in good clubs like they go to good schools they do this they do that so that's what i have to be right but you don't maybe that might not be you that might not be exactly what's going to drive you and make you love life and everything like that so let's just take the club direct club baseball choice because that's what we live in right so there's a lot of clubs to pick from out there. You know, there's a lot of options in our market in the across the country. There's a ton of options, right? Have an understanding of who you are and who you associate well with. What type of coaches do you like? What type of training fits your needs? What type of facility fits your needs? What's the track record of that program? Do your do your homework, right? And then at the end of the day, if you get the offer, who cares what the offer is? You're in that program because you have to understand what's best for you. That's what I wish people would do more of a job of.
0: Like I could I could live with this. If so, if I make a call, I think this is very fair. I make a call and say, all right, we've offered you quattro. Sure. And the person is like, okay, we'll call you back. They go to tryouts and everything like that. And they say, you know what, Spiker, I've talked to X and Y. I've talked to you too. I really love what you have to offer. You've communicated it really well. And I I know exactly what I'm going to get with you. But Y over here has a really good training program that I really believe in. I think we're going to go down this route. I can accept that. That is totally fine. Go for it. I right. hope I'm I'm here to help if there if you do see that um you want to make a switch please let me know. I can give you more information. Sure. We'd love to have you back for a tryout. But it's hard for me to understand that oh, I'll call you back. Oh, Spiker. He's gotten he's gotten top team offers. What are you going to do? Right. Uh second team still. Sorry. Right. I'm sorry. It, it's just our it's just Just uh, honestly, right now right now him. from the tryout and what we saw, he's second team. Again, I do we do miss. I would love to have him come for our, our full year, cause that's a. I think that's the best tryout you could possibly have, cause we can see him for 365 days. That's what. That's what I can offer right now. I'm sorry. Yeah and like oh, i wish i wish we i wish you could have figured something out
1: well and 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 to, to be totally candid i don't think that's probably ever going to work out for us in that situation yeah. if they were to take it because it, it's the next status it's the next flashy thing it's the next thing or that and it's always that grass is greener on the other side they're going to be committed to you but not committed to you they're going to be one foot in one foot out from a training perspective you're never going to fully grasp that kid or that family because they can't get over the the, the shiny, flashy symbol. Mm-hmm. They can't get over that that. And I think name. that's a good
0: thing for us because it ends up protecting us. Yeah. And one thing that I love about Andy Fursella, he's talked about this before because he lives in a different world. He doesn't deal with um, statuses, but it's the same thing. There's status wars and there's price wars. Same concept. Price wars, if no one knows what price wars are, think of Walmart, Amazon. So you try to find the cheapest Cheapest price that you possibly can. You don't care about value. Just I need it to be cheap. Andy talks about this all the time because the supplement industry was notorious for that. It was about a price war. Oh, we have 30 grams of protein at $9.99. And he said, screw that. We're going to go off of value, and we're going to base it off of value, and we're going to look for those customers that gravitate towards our thoughts and how we perceive the industry because we want to make sure that you are healthy and you're able to get back into the gym faster than ever before. We don't care about how cheap it is. Is our products pricey? Yeah, they're pricey, but they're worth it. I want the value customer. I think that is a fair deal when it comes to... The same thing with status. There's status wars. And I think from a customer standpoint, because again, this is coming from a guy that played second team. I was mm-hmm. a second team guy in club. And mm-hmm. I ended up going to Missouri State. I was all based on value. And I had, and I learned that the hard way. Trust me on this. You don't want to go towards status. No. You want to go towards... Sorry, the I hear like- <laughs> Siri wants to talk. You want to go yeah. towards... The value. Who are the the coaches? Who are the instructors? What type of resources do they have? What type of facility do they have? Do you learn better in small groups or large groups? Do you learn better with individual attention or a group around you? Do you like a mixture of players or do you want to make sure that you're practicing with your team? Those are all legitimate
1: very, very valid questions. Great very, questions. Very
0: legitimate questions that you need to get answered because that's going to get you long-term wise if you want to be a division 1 athlete or a division 2 athlete.
1: College athlete. What college athlete.
0: Even life lessons, even the college, the coaches that you're going to be be given what type of experiences can they give to right. you that you're going to be able to apply when it comes to if you're going to be a doctor, accountant, a lawyer, um, a general manager of a baseball club, Right. Um, if you want to go into professional sports, you name it. Those are the things that you should really worry about because that's long-term thinking. Long-term thinking always wins out, so always.
1: I, so I think the when you're thinking up a name for this poc- podcast episode, And I know you're going to come up with one way more catchy than this, but it's all about status versus value for me. Okay. It's all about the one word answer versus the, the educated answer. Okay. And really taking the time to think about that. Okay. Because if you get caught up in that status thing, that's an, that's a, that's a trap waiting to get you and it's going to get you continuously. Right. It, mm-hmm. it always will. And you're going to keep, keep worrying about, well, why don't I have this? Or why am I not there? What am I doing here? What's wrong with me? Okay? And instead of thinking the value side of things and being like, okay, knowing myself, knowing everything you just said, I don't need to reiterate it, but literally going to making decisions not based on a status symbol, going to make decisions that are going to be better for you. Not maybe for Jimmy. Not maybe, not maybe for your parents or whoever else, but it's for you and understanding you and how you tick and what's going to be important to you.
0: Is that your closing pitch?
1: Sure, without the label, why not?
0: <laughs> I
1: see. What I'm you did. so, ba- I'm see so what bad. I'm so bad at it. I'm so bad at remembering <laughs> when to say it, man. I just go into it. I feel the flow of the podcast. I feel how we're doing, what we're doing. I think when we've we've hit a point where we've hit our major points and gotten across what we think we need to, I think it's good to go to it. So. I just don't label it. What's your closing pitch?
0: My closing pitch is that sta- status status is great because it's going to be that party favor where you're going to be able to tell people that, oh, his name is Josh or he's on he's on Velo, Velo. You're going to get some benefit out of that. That's short term benefit. You are going to get benefit out of mm. it. There's there's not a con in that situation. The con's going to happen later on down the road, and this is what i really want to iterate is that yeah we can we can put you in this top-end classroom this high-end class and you can be able to say like oh i'm in college advanced geometry of triangles and you'd be able to go to parties and say everything you want but at the end of the day if you come across with that with that grade as being an f or a d or even a c did you really learn anything
1: did it really help did, you did
0: you did you really feed off of the of all of the classmates around did you did it
1: help you to just say it or did it actually made, make some benefit to your life
0: exactly that's what i'm saying like what happens if you end up dropping down to basic geometry and you really grasp that concept and you really try to master that concept
1: then that leads you into a different area of life that maybe makes you more successful
0: and it, it's all different of pace everyone is on this this race of like, how fast can I get to point a life is long, man. (laughs) You're always learning this whole misconception of, Oh, once I'm done with school, I'm done learning guys. If you stop learning out of college and you just literally stop, you are doing yourself a huge disservice, actively stopping. You're Mm going to naturally start gaining skill sets, but this is where I've started experiencing it. And I, I talk to my dad about this all the time because he's constantly trying to learn. The, the man is like 65, 66 years old. And the guy's still trying to learn. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's like oh, I think, I'm thinking about maybe trying to get, going to get my law degree. He was thinking about that two years ago. And it's really true because I'm getting to this point where I'm going towards my passions and I want to learn as much as I possibly can. I just want to try to gain skills. Status has no bearing on my life. I could care less. That's my closing pitch. Love it. Guys, what is your closing pitch? We have show notes. Um, In those show notes, there's a link, a little hyperlink right there. Click that. Send your closing pitch. If you agree, disagree, um, send it in. Also, give us a review. Five stars preferably. That helps us out tremendously. Also, we love uh, listening or reading those reviews and we also have twitter facebook instagram we use rawlings tigers as our handles we also have our individual handles as well so we are busy busy bees um so feel free to dm us or message us uh, we love getting those messages thanks guys appreciate it see you next time see you Thank you for watching or listening, or both, to The Closing Pitch. If you'd like to get your Closing Pitch featured on the show, we use a podcasting app called Anchor, where you can submit your statement or question via audio. Or what you can do is comment in the comment section of this post. We also accept direct messages. Please give us the A-OK if you do send us a DM to use your statement or question on the show. Last thing, please give us a review on your platform of choice five-star preferably and we value your opinion and this allows us to reach more people thank you for listening and we will catch you in the next episode